0: New hey, Vision family, this has Ben Curtis, and thanks for joining us for today's podcast as we continue our reading through Mark's gospel. Today we find ourselves in chapter 15. I'll, I'll be reading verses 6 through 20, and I will read from the New International Version. Now, it was the custom at the festival to release a prisoner whom the people requested. A man called Barabbas was in prison with the insurrectionists who had committed murder in the uprising. The crowd came up and asked Pilate to do for them what he usually did— "'Do you want me to release to you the king of the Jews?' asked Pilate, knowing it was out of self-interest that the chief priest had handed Jesus over to him. But the chief priest stirred up the crowd to have Pilate release Barabbas instead. "'What shall I do then with the one you call the king of the Jews?' Pilate asked them. "'Crucify him!' they shouted. "'Why? What crime has he committed?' asked Pilate. But they shouted all the louder, "'Crucify him!' Wanting to satisfy the crowd, Pilate released Barabbas to them. He had Jesus flogged and handed him over to be crucified. The soldiers led Jesus away into the palace, that is the praetorium, and called together the whole company of soldiers. They put a purple robe on him, then twisted together a crown of thorns and set it on him. And they began to call out to him, "'Hail, King of the Jews!' Again and again they struck him on the head with a staff and spit on him." Falling on their knees, they paid homage to him, and when they had mocked him, they took off the purple robe and put his own clothes on him. They led him out then to crucify him. Now this is all just after Jesus has been tried by the Sanhedrin, the Jewish authorities. They've taken him to Pilate. Pilate just really wants this off his plate. He doesn't want to be in a position where he has to make a decision. He He's hoping the Jewish leaders are going to kind of just drop their charges because You know, if you think about it, if he doesn't execute Jesus on the one hand, well, then it looks like he's tolerating someone who's opposed to Rome and to Caesar because, you know, you got Jesus over here claiming to be this king. Uh, But if he crucifies Jesus on the other hand, well, then he has to face his own troubled conscience. and, And then you have his wife in Matthew's gospel. Mark doesn't really tell us this little tid bit of information but in Matthew's gospel his wife has already come to him and says, hey don't don't have anything to do with this guy he's innocent and so he's really caught between pleasing the people and the trouble of his own conscience and so Pilate is just looking for a way out and he thinks he's found it. Psychologists call this cognitive dissonance where you know when a person's in a situation where they feel like they have these conflicting attitudes and beliefs and behaviors, That discomfort ultimately leads you, I mean, you either have to alter your attitude or your belief or your behavior, right, to reduce the discomfort. And so Pilate hatches this plan. He thinks he's come up with this way to kind of dodge things every year He releases a prisoner for Passover. It's the custom. And so he chooses a prisoner this time who is just dangerous. He's so dangerous, he thinks, you know, there's no way that they're going to ask me to release this guy. And so if I give them the choice between this guy, who is just notoriously bad, and Jesus, who is at worst a religious zealot, maybe this guy, this teacher who is misguided, they're not going to choose Barabbas. He's pure evil. And so he thinks he's found a way out. Well, when Mark gives us all of these details... He's doing something intentional. Um, these are not just random things. When when Pilate puts up Barabbas and then forces the people to make a choice, Mark's showing us this is the picture of, of the gospel. This is what the gospel looks like. Jesus dying for sin, but but not his own sin. He's dying for the sins of, of others. And you know, if you if you think about this, Pilate was very sharp. I mean, politically, he he got it. He understood that that the Jewish leaders they had delivered Jesus up out of self interest. Uh, if you read other translations, some say out of envy, but it's it's the same ballpark, right? And I think that's a fascinating detail because what it tells me is that sinful people, sinful men delivered up the sinless Son of God because of their own hearts, because of the deceit and the self-centered nature of their hearts. And, you know, men don't commit murder because they're just born murderous, but really because they're, they're envious. I mean, how many murders are crimes of passion or envy over sex or love or crimes of greed or envy over material wealth uh, we murder because we're envious, because we're self-centered, we're self-seeking. And Pilate gets this. He completely understands human nature. Well, why are these people, why are the religious leaders so envious? Well, just a few days before, the, I mean, Jesus is growing in popularity, and you know, he rides into Jerusalem on a donkey, and people are singing Psalm 118. And when the Jewish leaders hear this, and they hear the Hosanna, and... You know they're listening and they're watching the people respond to Jesus in this way, and they're thinking we got to deal with this guy. I mean, we don't care that he's healed the sick. We don't care that that he's performed miracles. We don't care. We've heard about this guy Lazarus that he supposedly raised from the dead. It looks like maybe he did do that. We don't care. We don't care what the crowd say. We don't care how guiltless and how innocent he seems. He must die, and so they delivered him up out of envy. Jesus is dying for their sin. But you know, he's also dying for Barabbas's sin. Jesus' death was because of sin. It was in the place of sinners. But Mark is showing us something else about the gospel. When Jesus dies on the cross, he wants us to get, he wants us to see in this picture that Jesus is dying as a substitute for guilty people. And not just people like Barabbas, but People like Ben and and Mandy and Ethan and Liddy. I'm just using my family as an example, but you could put your name there. And so we talk about this idea of substitutionary atonement. That's a big word or a big phrase, but, but here's basically, let me just boil it down in, into three statements, okay? Number one, there's someone who deserves to die. Number two, Jesus comes as one who does not deserve to die and dies in the place of that person who does deserve to die. And number three, the one who deserved to die goes free. And so really, isn't that the gospel? Mark just wants us to see this, and he's given us these great gospel truths to chew on. And, and even as he's telling us the story, he wants us to see the big picture of what's actually happening. But also, I'm, I'm intrigued by Pilate, and I, I think there's something to take away from him as we read this. And, and, and just, I'm going to give you just one thing. Don't be so focused on pleasing people that you fail to please God. Because I think about Pilate. On the one side, he's facing pressure from the Jewish leaders. Kill him. We have no king but Caesar. You can, Pilate, you can't tolerate this guy who claims to be the king. You've got to deal with him. And so you're the only one that can execute capital punishment. It's on you. Then on the other side, again, Matthew tells us about the message from his wife. And she says, don't hurt this righteous man. I've, I've been troubled. I had a dream. I've suffered a lot because of this man. You just... Pilate, you need to keep your hands off and just let him go. And so my question is, which one should he have listened to? And you don't want to know the answer. Some of you might be saying his wife, but I'm going to say this, neither. Because he needed to make a judgment based on what was true and what was real, not based on what anybody was pressuring him to do. Pilate just needed to put aside the pressure from both the Sanhedrin and his wife. And really, he just needed to ask one thing who is Jesus? Because if Jesus is who he says he is, well, then the path is clear. I need to own my guilt and I need to put my trust in him. See, like Barabbas, I, I deserve to be on the cross. Like Pilate, you're the one who put Christ there. Like the Jewish leaders, we've all cried out for his crucifixion because we're all envious. We're all self-seeking. It goes all the way back to our parents, Adam and Eve. We want the glory and we want the power of God and And we've delivered Jesus up out of envy. You can wash your hands of him, but listen, only Jesus can change your heart.